Press control to crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Crouch Peak Podcast. As always, a part of the Dust2 Network, uh, this time in audio and video. So thanks for listening and watching. If you're tuning in here, uh, doing some watching, this is obviously the first time that we are here in video. So thank you so much for this uh, pretty historic episode, I would say. Um, in case you don't know, as always, I am your host, yours truly, Lucas DeWitt. You can find me on Twitter at Lucas at Dust2. And if you want to follow the podcast, you can find that bad boy, Crouch underscore Peak, P-E-E-K. And, um, you know, besides the holy unveiling of this beautiful layout that uh, the lovely designer of Dust2, Mr. Dylan, you can find him at Gatsby on Twitter, G-A-T-S-B-Y. Um, besides unveiling this beautiful piece of history, obviously, um, we are talking about the monumental leap that uh, Canadian superstar Twist has taken to separate himself as the solo king on top of the mountain of North American Counter-Strike. Long live King Twist. Before it ended, there was no doubt that we got some stellar Counter-Strike um, across the entirety of the team, not just Twist, but of course we are just talking about Twist. Um, you know, we're talking around a thousand maps with Liquid, so no doubt this young talent comes through, learns a lot, playing with the likes of Elise, Naf, Stewie, Taco, Fallen, Nitro. Um, all different pillars of knowledge for different reasons, winning trophy after trophy with these guys, um, all different sources of information for this talent, turning him into a star and then a superstar domestically and now internationally. And now we're talking just under a thousand maps of growth with the Liquid organization. No doubt after those four years, Twist was ready to embark in something else. Um, after the way that it ended, it was no... There's no way around it. He did outgrow North America and getting to see what he created after leaving this region, although it was hurt, it hurt in the beginning seeing Twist leave. It sucks to see somebody so monumental in our region leave our region, but seeing what he has been able to accomplish outside of our region gives me hope for him as a pillar and a representative of our scene for the future, which is something he has welcomed with open arms. And he did that after winning the most recent event um, under the phase banner, um, Cologne. So that was some exciting stuff. He took that title and he said, yeah, I'm willing to do that. And then after winning as much as he's done in such a short amount of time, there's no doubt that he is the new face and he's totally willing to accept that role. And seeing that from such a young talent is amazing. I say this now because there's no more debating, there's no more real refuting it. Um, this recent string of events by phase with twists in the lineup has propelled him to heights that no other North American Counter-Strike player has ever been to. Uh, he's the de facto gold standard of winning in our region and what I find beautiful about the entire thing is we got to watch all of it unfold right in front of us. Um, we got to watch him as a young rookie um, start out as a part of the prospect of TSM lineup when he played with like Semphis and um, honestly I can't remember off the top of my head I just remember Semphis being on that lineup um, eventually getting that big break with Liquid 
and enduring those growing pains that every young talent has to face entering their first tier one team. Um, came in as a rookie rifler with only one land win um, to his name, recorded on NHL TV anyway with TSM. Absolutely a small fish in a big pond, no doubt about that. And it took the kid like, what, two years? And then like that, he's a notable name in the top tier scene. Um, he's you know competing for third best, second best on the team consistently. Um, and then obviously like throughout uh, the first two, three years with Liquid, we see shuffles with Steel, Taco, JDM, all these players go through. Uh, once they land Stewie though, that's when everything kind of gets into you know, place. That's when the rubber hits the road. And then that's when we get to see a different version of twist, the version of twist that we all know and love, obviously. So we get that grand slam liquid. We get this triage of twist, Elysian Naf, And that's when we start to see the real laid out potential of twists. It's no longer, um, waiting. We're no longer waiting. We're no longer, I'm um, trying to convince ourselves there's more. We are now seeing it. And this trio was unlike anything we've ever seen in North America. There's no doubting that. And it resulted in a run that was equally as historic as the trio that ran the that sequence of events. Uh, they win the Grand Slam in record time. They add their name into history in ways that no other North American team has done, um, even beyond the major. Um, of course, they did not win the major um, right after that I Am Chicago win. We get that infamous quote from Twist in that I Am uh, Chicago press conference when he says, I don't think we peaked at all. Um, I was actually there for that. I was the one that got that out of him, which I'm actually pretty proud of. Um, so they went I Am Chicago after winning the Grand Slam. Twist is riding an all-new high. And then Liquid kind of topples over themselves after the fact, which, of course, not uncommon, pretty typical in Counter-Strike. Uh, these empires rise and fall pretty quickly. We get kind of short eras, and it's not uncommon um, for teams to fall apart the way that they did. Now a part of FaZe, he was easily able to overcome that feared leap that North American players always struggle with. Going from NA to EU, he did that with relative ease. Um, he's been able to benefit greatly from it. Although his individual numbers don't hit the ceilings, um, that he did in Liquid. Obviously, this guy was balling out at Liquid, a different uh, kind of atmosphere where he was required, him, Elysian Nav, were required to hit on all cylinders at all times. He's now in phase with much more firepower comparatively. Absolutely a different beast, although the numbers are not quite as eye-popping as they were on Liquid. He is just as dangerous of a cog in the machine that is now led by Kerrigan. So phase or liquid, he's still, um, you know, a de facto top 20 player, um, at least in raw skill. And um, at points, you know, throughout this string of events that he's been with phase, he's been able to prove, even though the numbers aren't there, like when you don't watch the game and you're just looking at the numbers, okay, maybe not as eye popping as we were used to in 2018, 17, stuff like that. But no doubt that impact is absolutely there. And we saw that at the major, at Cologne, and every other event that they've been at so far this year because we've seen how dominant FaZe has been and we've seen how dominant Twist has been. With FaZe having won four big events this year, including the major, it is now Twist who wears the crown all by himself. He does not share it with anyone else. He is the king of North America. 
when you compare him to the winningest players in North American history, and there's really only so many that you can stack him up against because, let's be real, not a whole lot of wins here on the North American side. We're talking Twists, Elige, Naf, Stewie, Tarek. Those are like the five kings of North American Counter-Strike. And when we compare those four to Twists, it, it really isn't even close anymore. Um, looking at the stats heading into this player break, summer of 2022, uh, you compare him to those other four previously mentioned players, Naf, Elish, Dewey, Tarek. Here's how it stacks up, and I'm just going to rattle this off, and I'm just going to let the numbers do the talking. Land wins, 15, tied for first. Big event wins, 10, first. Major wins, 1, tied for first. Event MVPs, 2, tied for third. HLTV Top 20 Awards, 3, tied for second. Career rating, 1.11 rating, first. Headshot percentage, 62.3%, first. Average damage per round, 76.9, fourth. KD ratio, 1.18, first. Kills per round, 0.73, tied for second. Deaths per round, 0.62, first. KAST, that is kill, assist, survival, trade percentage. 73.8% first and he did it in less maps and in a shorter amount of time than all of these players by a notable margin. I don't feel like I have to say anything else besides he's done it on an individual level and on a team level. He's done it across multiple events, multiple years, multiple lineups, multiple teams, multiple regions. Without a doubt, Twist is the king of the West. So anyway, I feel like I kind of got my point across there, uh, moving along from twists. Of course, the player break is upon us, as I mentioned earlier, meaning we are going to see some names fly soon, and we've already seen some. We've already seen the shuffles begin, and um, that's always going to happen in Counter-Strike, and you know, it's one of the best parts about it, if I'm being honest. Everybody loves a good transfer window. So there's a few things that I'd like to see happen in the North American region. Um, as far as just the domestic transfer window is concerned. So I made my own wish list. Of course, I made this a little bit prior to the break beginning. So a few things have already kind of happened already. And especially today at the day of recording, which is the 28th. Uh, pretty busy Thursday in the news in case you missed out. So, of course, you can always check dust2.us if you need to catch up on anything NA related. And uh, yeah, so let's check out this list. Um, first on my list, it wasn't necessarily what I wrote down first, but I'll start with it since it was reported by us already. Um, and of course, you can go to dust2.us and check this article out. Um, in case you missed it, we did do a report that Stanislaw, former complexity leader, um, former EG leader, former been around the block leader, um, he would be making a reunion with Evil Geniuses soon. And with the veteran IGL set to take the reins of the Carpe Diem roster, now known as EG.CD, um, in place of Klesia, who apparently is having a rough go, um, there's rumors of attitude issues, which not something you literally ever want to hear when it comes to professional Counter-Strike. Literally nothing, there's very few things worse than having attitude issues. Um, I'll touch on it super briefly, I don't want to you know, Reem, Klesia, Klesia. Um, Soiling a paid opportunity like this, though, is, like, really unfortunate, especially in the current landscape of Counter-Strike and North American Counter-Strike. Uh, very few Tier 1 orgs 
very few tier one orgs specifically doing what EG is doing. Um, a lot of people are quick to mock them for purchasing as many players as they have been, but nevertheless, few players get this chance, and for it to be lost because of attitude issues, that is always scary. Um, yeah, it's difficult to get a second chance. It's not often that you do. Um, I hope he does. Obviously, I'm not rooting against him. I'm nothing nothing but rooting for him. Um, but, you know, he's going to have a good uphill battle here ahead of him. Um, nothing quite like a grace period of squeaky clean character and really impressive play. So hopefully that does it. And a lot of times that's not even enough. Sometimes you need... Um, a massively extended period of that to happen. So who knows, maybe it, I don't know. I, I don't know what will happen, but I hope um, he comes out of this good. And I hope it's not anything worse than just some simple attitude issues. Um, I know it was a big jump to go from just playing the game and now you're bought up by EG and you're going to another state and you're being asked of a lot of responsibilities. So um, it is what we sign up for, but sometimes uh, the depiction of it can be a little bit bigger than what we anticipate. So um, that's kind of it. I'm kind of going on a little longer than I wanted to, but um, I'm rooting for Anthony and um, I hope nothing but good things for him and I hope he turns it around and we hope we see him again. So, so anyway, yes, I was hoping to see Stanislaw back on a legitimate lineup playing legitimately for real. Just to see what he can do, potentially one last time. I'm a fan of Stanislaw. Um, I always look back on that top eight showing that he led Complexity to. Not a very good Complexity team. Took them to top eight. He personally played out of his mind, which I always um, look back at that event and I always appreciate. And now we'll likely be seeing that under the EGCD banner. So good stuff in my opinion. Staying on the transaction bandwagon, I am praying every single night that Liquid secure Yekandar long-term. Please, please, please sign this man. Uh, what we got from this lineup at Cologne with him and Daps was so impressive. I want to see more of this Liquid team. I want a full season together. I want it. Um, I don't know what needs to be done. Obviously, from a manager, from a management level, there is a lot that needs to be done. Obviously, there are international politics at play, um, and it is bigger than Counter-Strike. But let's just ignore all that, and let's get it done. How about that? Just to appease me. Um, I want to see them in a full cycle. I want to see them try their hand at Rio. And right now, we are getting... Yekandar a little bit longer. We're getting him at Blast. That was reported today. You can catch that on Dust2.us as well. So that was confirmed, but I would love to get him permanently. And I think every single Liquid fan um, feels the same. And I don't know why you wouldn't. So yeah, sign the man, pay the man. Number three comes off the back of a report done just today. Uh, it's official. Junior is gone. I was not wishing for his departure. That's not what I'm saying at all. I don't typically wish for people to lose their jobs. Not really my thing. Um, but whatever Complexity did, I wanted them to do it with confidence. And I wanted them to not end up in a lateral move. I wanted to see some clear um, direction. And I wanted to see a clear upgrade happening. So... If they're replacing Junior, which it is now, we know that's what they're going to do. 
um, it needs to be an upgrade, whether it's domestic or internationally. So domestically, we got Slight over at Strife. In my opinion, that's an upgrade. Um, I know he hasn't seen the same level of LAN experience and things like that that Junior has, but um, Junior was also kind of thrown to the Wolves at a young stage of his career, put into these positions, and it didn't pan out. So, hey, why not try for another? Um, I know that's not totally a compelling argument, but hey, uh, you know, uh, you got to go for what you got, I guess. And then, of course, um, Wolfie... Um, was on ecstatic's bench i believe he still is looking for team a very capable opper has had some tenure in north america um recently enjoyed a tenure overseas and is now looking for teams so um, that's another candidate that would come on over and i'm well confident in that um because of his looking for team status so um, but separating myself from those two of course internationally um, because there's not much domestically, of course, it's no secret, not a whole lot of talent in the North American region right now. Uh, but internationally, of course, you have Smuya, you have Mantu, you have Halzer, you have Poison. And that's just four that uh, really ring true as like obvious candidates um, to try and snag um, as replacements for Junior. I believe most of these names that I just called out uh, have in some capacity at the very least done some low-level bait on Twitter about the complexity um, position opening, maybe like some eye emojis and stuff like that. Poison obviously having some past history with complexity, so um, we will see kind of how that pans out, and uh, we'll just play it by ear. Um, the way that I look at it, I think all of these players, you know, the six players named are direct upgrades from Junior. Um, I think there was a lot of upside to be had with Junior, but just didn't pan out. Um, I think there's some mental to work through um, as far as like dealing with the pressure of the top level Counter-Strike play, um, dealing with the uh, fandom and the opposite of that fandom and the critics, of course. Um, but I'm not willing to give up on Peyton as a talent. I think he shows tremendous upside on a raw talent and raw skill side of things. So um, hopefully that's able to be pieced together wherever his next venture goes. And um, yeah, hopefully we get to see him again, hopefully at at least a tier two level because he deserves to be there, I would say. And last on my wish list, I just want to see stamina back on a team, man. Um, Bobby stepped down from Strife uh, just right before the player break. I don't know the exact date. Um, but I would love to see him back on a team before things kick back in action. I loved what Strife was doing with him at the helm. Huge fan of him as an in-game leader. And based on my assessment of him, my conversations with him via text, um, via you know audio, uh, we did some live stream stuff together, just sharing ideas and concepts and stuff. I believe he's a good candidate inside and outside the server as a leader for just about any team in North America, which is pretty rare anymore. Um, not a lot of leaders in our region, and I believe he is. Um, as a bonus wish, and this is not a contingency, obviously, um, it would be super cool if he were to rally a team together, get a lineup formed, but under the 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 guise of a new organization, not one, you know, like a bedroom org or anything like that, like a bona fide org, with uh, resources and finances to stay relevant for a while in Counter-Strike and, and, and an organization that wants to. And that would be pretty cool just because um, an organization wanting to come in and build a legitimate foundation 
um, and doing it with a young leader like Stamina, great opportunity for both parties, and he's got a good eye for talent. So I think that would be awesome. But even before getting that organization in, because that's kind of a pipe dream, that's definitely um, an ideal situation. I'm kind of hoping for that. But uh, before any of that happens, I would just like to see Stamina back on um, a team and finding new talent just because him and Sheikh Zula, they're like two of those guys that are they're really good at churning out these young guys. So pretty good stuff. And outside of that, we've got some news everywhere. Tons of it. News everywhere coming out the ears uh, today. There was so much going on. Uh, Stewie 2K stepping down as a player. Uh, we'll represent Evil Geniuses as a content creator. This, of course, comes off the back of the initial report. Um, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago. I can't quite remember. Time just blends anymore. Of uh, Russian Stewie being replaced. Well, with who? We don't know. But now we do. Um, coinciding with this announcement that Stewie will be stepping down, we have this report now of Neelan and Masuta coming to Evil Geniuses, making this... Crazy amalgamation of two Americans, one Bulgarian, um, one Kazakhstanian player, and one Frenchman. So uh, we're all over the place. We are a North American-based FaZe Clan. Why not? Um, I saw a lot of pessimism on the timeline today. Not a lot of kind things to say regarding these uh, decisions. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to hate on the report. Um, I will say EG continue to surprise me with their decision-making. Who knows what the team will look like in time, um, but they've been unafraid to test the waters uh, with the EG Blueprint project, with the project beforehand with Malik and Stewie, and obviously that fell apart. Then they pivoted into the Blueprint. Well, now they're doing this. Um, how will it pan out? I don't know. But I am excited for the prospect of Tim being the de facto number one potentially as the guy i want to see him really turn up and if we can see the automatic that i've been dying to see prior to him leaving when he was on gen g and before all of that um the major as well um that will be a fantastic product and time will tell if we get that that's all I got for stories, opinions, thoughts, etc. But of course, if you want to catch up on all the juicy goodness surrounding North America Counter-Strike, you can hit up Dust2.us. You can follow me, Lucas at Dust2 on Twitter. Follow Dust2 on Twitter, Dust2US. Uh, and um, that's it. Support the best website, North American Counter-Strike, with just a few clicks. And uh, I appreciate it, guys. Um, as for fun stuff, that's all I have for today. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Uh, first episode with video, so super exciting. I'm excited to uh, push this stuff forward with video as we continue to evolve. I appreciate you guys sticking with me, and uh, this podcast just gets better and better. So once again, follow me at Lucas at Dust2. Um, follow the podcast, Crutch underscore Peak. Follow the website, Dust2US, and I'll see you at the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Press control to crouch. The Crouch Peak Podcast.